Aloha from Maui, Hawaii. Good morning, good afternoon. If you're in Europe and England, good evening. And uh, welcome to the Mysteries Rule for today. It's December 11th. You may be listening to this on a podcast or streaming, but we're live every Sunday at 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 in the East, for the free forum. That's the first 30 minutes of our Mystery School. And then we go to a different website every week for the Premium Mystery School, which starts at 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 in the East, for an additional 90 minutes for those who are enrolled. And if you're already enrolled, uh, we look forward to being with you for pretty close to the next two hours. And uh, we'll make that jump over to the Premium Training in about 30 minutes. And if you've yet to enroll but would like to join us, it's only a couple of bucks at theagelesswisdom.com. The W's dot theagelesswisdom.com. Click on webinars and then on premium training and use your bank card. A single class is only six ninety-five, and you can get a nice discount to four dollars and change if you enroll for a 13-week term, and those who enroll for a year get the deepest discount, about $3.27, so less than a cup of coffee. And we're happy to be here with you. Look forward to it. We've got, um, oh, something on the order of 185 former classes, past classes in the archive. Those are all free. They run anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half, some of them two hours. So you may want to search the archives as well when you're on the website. Enjoy yourself. Help yourself. A lot of good free material here. But, of course, if you want to stay current and stay with us and join us in these live webinars, you'll want to enroll at theagelesswisdom.com. All right. Holiday depression is our topic for the day today. I suppose uh, this is something that uh, we all have some experience with. There's something about the holidays that uh, cause us to be a little bit bipolar, uh, just as we can be very excited and joyous at Christmas time. Uh, there's often a downside to it. There's the fatigue and the exhaustion, the stress, simply said, and uh, the anxiety, and that can lead to depression. I think the most important point that I'll be making today and that I want to emphasize right here at the top of the class is the connection between depression and anxiety. Now, that's not always the case. Uh, depression comes in many forms, in many shapes, and many sizes. Uh, there is a genetic predisposition to depression. It's possible that you have inherited from your family a tendency to be depressed. But that's a very, very small percentage of people who are depressed or episodes of depression. So it's not a good idea to 
write your depression off as something you've inherited from your grandmother on your father's side because she was like that too. Uh, it's best to look at taking responsibility for your depression and, and your sadness and the Christmas, uh, New Year's blues because um, taking responsibility, of course, is the first step toward learning to manage your anxieties and the stresses that, in most cases, lead to sadness and depression. So blaming your genetics uh, is, is of, of virtually no aid or assistance. But I need to be honest with you and tell you that there is such a thing as a genetic predisposition. It just means that perhaps some people are a little more sensitive uh, to feeling their sadness, or um, they dwell on it. They, some people even get caught up in the drama of being sad and depressed. Um, you also have the instances of depression that correlate to physical illness. And this is curious. Um, there are conditions like uh, oh, certain thyroid problems, for example, that have as their physical symptoms feelings of sadness and depression. And so if you ever sought medical assistance for your depression, uh, that's something they would probably do right out of the box is check your thyroid levels, make sure your thyroid is functioning. Or sometimes going on a thyroid medication could knock your body out of whack. If you're hypothyroid or hyperthyroid, it may take a while for your body to find the balance. And it feels just like emotional depression, even though it has a physical basis. But again, in terms of the number of times that we experience depression, especially around the holidays, or the number of people who report being depressed, uh, this is a relatively small number, all right? Still, I need to mention it, like the genetic predisposition. But the vast majority of stress and anxiety, um, let me just say it clearly, the vast majority of depression is rooted or the result of stress and anxiety. So... It's, it's, it's like uh, interdirected frustration, uh, anger at yourself, uh, feeling that you ought to be able to do more, handle more pressure, uh, please more people, get more done, accomplish what you've not been able to accomplish. Uh, it definitely can result in feelings of sadness and depression, in addition to all the other symptoms of, of, of stress and anxiety, just feeling fatigued and tired, um, needing more sleep, yet denying yourself that extra amount of sleep. Uh, I've seen that in myself only recently. Uh, we had um, some friends come in, and I was excited and happily stayed up late and got up early, and Yet after a few days of that, it started to wear on me a little bit. And it doesn't always feel like 
gosh, I'm tired and they need more sleep because you're excited, you're pumped up. It's the holiday seasons, and you know you got places to go and people to see and things to do. So you say, well, I don't feel tired, right? Until all of a sudden, or maybe not so suddenly, maybe slowly, it creeps up on you that you're just feeling sort of, you know, blue or out of sorts or your body doesn't feel quite right, like you're not in tuned. And um, so there can be emotional symptoms and physical symptoms associated with stress. And I suppose even mental symptoms, too. The tendency of your mind to race, uh, to speed along, uh, to be easily distracted, um, also to think in either ors, uh, everything or nothing. It's often now called bipolar thinking, where you miss the colors in between or the shades of gray, and uh, you see things as all this or all that. Um, all differences are opposites. And um, in terms of your anger and frustration, you can end up with uh, a rather short fuse, short temper, snapping at people, saying things that you almost immediately regret or resent. This is simple stress and anxiety. And we experience it 12 months of the year. Uh, but especially at Christmas and Hanukkah and Solstice and, and New Year's, um, this is the Christmas blues. This is the holiday depression that we're talking about here today. Let me also point out that stress often expresses its symptoms, in this case depression, sort of after the fact. Many people say, well, I don't get the holiday blues until early January. Well, yeah, that's part of the delayed syndrome, delayed stress. Um, it, it's fascinating the way we rise to the occasion. Human beings are so adaptable and so flexible that when we need to be busy and get a lot done, uh, like I was just saying, you're tired, but you don't even realize you're tired because you've got all this extra adrenaline in your body and you're excited. So it's not until, you know, it's over often that you realize how nervous and anxious, how stressed, and now feelings of depression begin to creep in and just how much of a toll it's taken on you. If you've uh, ever gone on vacation and the first day or two on vacation, you're just miserable. You just have headaches and sick to your stomach and you go, oh, I don't understand it. I uh, did all this work and getting ready for vacation. and I got all this extra work done and I made all these arrangements and you know, I put myself under so much pressure getting ready for the vacation and now that I'm on vacation, oddly, I experience distress and anxiety. What's with that? And uh, if you give it a thought, you can understand exactly what's happening. Your body, your brain, uh, your mental, emotional, physical, and even spiritual nature 
will support you in the preparation for the holidays or for the vacation. And then the holidays come or, you know, you get to January 1st and finally you relax or you go on that vacation and bam, now you're hit with the symptoms. And uh, it can be a little confusing and paradoxical, but if you think about it, that makes perfect sense. It's not that different from what we see in people who are uh, suffering from post-traumatic stress syndrome. That used to be called delayed stress. Actually, back in World War I, they called it shell shock. And it's like the soldiers would maintain as long as they're in the battlefield. But as soon as they get home and sit on the couch and watch a little TV or they're mowing the lawn or riding the bike around the quiet neighborhood, uh, suddenly they freak out. Now it all rises to the surface. So don't be surprised if any stress or anxiety and the sadness and depression we're talking about today comes rather after the fact, you know, in January. Um, It's really not all that confusing if you sit down and think about the body's ability to cope. That's what we're going to talk about today, is coping skills and giving you a few tools and tips. Um, I do have the ability, of course, to take your telephone calls. That's why we do a live webinar. And also your feedback from the text box. In fact, you can use that now if you have a particular question or comment for us on the page in front of you, provided you're listening live here today. On the web, you'll see that little box in the corner. If it's not there, there's a button in the upper left, ask a question that'll open it up. And just type your question or your comment with your name and city and click on the submit button. And I'll go to that in a minute. Also, if you're on the telephone or Skype, star two will raise your hand. Most people don't do this. They're bashful or whatever, uh, but it's there for you. I got a funny email this week from a guy in Kansas, and he said, you need a better microphone. (laughs) He said he was a uh, guitar player and had a lot of experience with recording, so he had a good ear. And he said there's there's no lows uh, or highs in your broadcast. It's all mid-range. You need to buy a better microphone. And apparently he'd only listened to a couple of podcasts, and he didn't understand that the podcast and the streaming audio is a recording of a webinar that we're doing over the telephone. I'm, I need a better microphone. I need a, a better system than telephone. But then you would not be able to call. We do a studio quality program, a premium audio program, in personal development personal empowerment, and uh, that's at our sister site, FocusedPassion.com. We use really nice condenser mics. It's a We use a higher sample rate, bit sample rate. I do it with my business partner of 35 years, Steve Snyder, who is an executive CEO trainer, and uh, that is studio quality because, you know, we're pre-recording it and uh, putting it out on the Internet then for those who have subscribed at FocusedPassion.com. And that sounds really great, but 
if I'm going to give you the opportunity to call, I'm going to have to do this on the telephone and do it live, even though we have many more people listening on demand to the podcast than actually come here live. Uh, so I'm going to continue to do it that way. I've had lots of people say to me, oh, I, I can't ever listen to your webinar because uh, it's not a good time for me. Well, it's podcast, you know. So you subscribe to the podcast at the iTunes store or our website or any of the major podcast directories, and you can listen anytime you want, but it'll sound like we're on the phone <laughs> because we are. So... Uh, Give me a sec here to uh, have a little sip of coffee, and then uh, I'll talk about some of the coping mechanisms for managing stress. Uh, good, good Hawaiian coffee. Um, let me check a few things. Yeah, we do have some people on the phone, but I don't see any hands up, and I'll check the text box here, the Q&A, and we do have a few people just saying hello. Uh, a lot of our regulars are out there, Carol Postel, for example, and Habra. Hi, Carol, always good to hear from you. And um, Bill in Temecula and uh, Sally in Topeka are saying hello, good, and uh, I was going to say good morning. It's morning here in Maui. It's afternoon for you guys on the mainland. So if you have a question or a comment, we still have a few minutes. We can always do that. And I do wish you happy holidays and season's greetings. Before we do our meditation, and uh, while we still have the time before we go over to the premium training world, I have a few slides for you, and we're going to talk at length about various coping skills. I want to talk today about the dangers of antidepressants. I'd like to talk about a little-known phenomenon called SAD, or Seasonal Affective Disorder, which is inadequate amounts of full-spectrum light. Um, a lot of listeners to... Our class here at the Mystery School are really bright, well-informed people, so I would not be surprised if many of you are familiar with full-spectrum lighting. Now, it's a little on the expensive side, especially if you shop at your local health food store for full-spectrum lighting. I mean, everything is overpriced at the health food store, but... If you do a little shopping online, uh, you'll probably find a more competitive price. And there's all different kinds of bulbs, but the important, the, the important part or the important point is the full spectrum, the complete bandwidth of white light, similar to the sun itself, is what many of you need to create for yourselves if you're living in a northern environment. Now, it's not a problem for those of us here near the the equator, or if you're in the, uh, the deep south, although I've heard from my friends in Texas recently, it's gotten pretty cold down there. Uh, a friend of mine in Oklahoma said it was below freezing this past week. Uh, 
but it's the light we're talking about. And the closer you are to the equator, the better light you're going to get in the winter. But if you're up north, like where I grew up in Michigan, or you're in Maine, or New York, or Minnesota, Washington State, Montana, Alaska, my God, um, you say, what do you mean? It's light all winter. Uh, well, that's in the summertime. In the wintertime, it's dark all winter. And even if you don't experience that phenomena, uh, you're not getting the full spectrum of light, and that can lead to feeling rather blue and rather depressed in the wintertime. I'll talk a little more about that in the premium training, but just to know that there is such a thing as full-spectrum lighting. And even if you just bought a couple of light bulbs and used them in your home for reading or sit in that light, I'm not talking about sun lamps or heat lamps or tanning lamps. I'm talking about room lighting, like a reading lamp, incandescent bulb, or I think they make the fluorescent tubes also in full-spectrum lighting. My God, nobody should be forced to live in fluorescent lighting. (laughs) Before digital cameras, when everybody was using regular film in their cameras, if you used outdoor film indoors under fluorescent lighting, everything was blue-green, had this marine wash over it. And your eye and your brain adjust for it. You don't see it normally. But it's horrible lighting. Fluorescent lights are just horrible. And uh, so we don't see that in digital photography much anymore. But people are still forced to live and work sometimes in fluorescent lighting. My God, get a nice warm incandescent bulb if you can and the full-spectrum lighting is really going to be a help for those of you who are in these uh, northern climes, all right? And antidepressants, i got to say, boy, uh, something like one-third of all Americans are on these horrible drugs. And if you really feel you need them, I'm not going to argue with you about it. Um, I suppose there are situations I would have to concede that there may be circumstances where there is some benefit, at least in the short term, but most of them are SRIs. They're serotonin reuptake inhibitors, and all they do is prevent the body from flushing out a chemical that's made in the brain called serotonins that's responsible for you feeling well. So consequently, this serotonin builds up in the brain, and you feel artificially good, except that the side effects include depression Now, and many other things. But can you imagine taking a pill that's supposed to eliminate depression, but one of the side effects is feeling depressed and anxious? Um I really would caution you against this, especially if it's being prescribed by um, your primary care physician, you know, as if this is just some, uh, like, aspirin or some common antibiotic or something 
if you need to go to a healthcare professional, and even then, if there's any way you can avoid uh, the medication, so-called, especially if your doctor is telling you that your only problem with depression is that you're missing some chemicals and this drug will supply those chemicals. That is wrong. It's a lie. It's immoral and unethical. You're not missing any chemicals. All these drugs do is force the body to retain the chemical, the serotonin, for an unnaturally long period at an unnaturally high level and eventually you're going to crash. You're not facing the cause or the problem that's leading to the anxiety. So we'll talk more about that in the premium training in a few minutes too. Now the best thing you can do, we're going to do right now, close your eyes, sit back, relax, to connect depression to stress and anxiety is to recognize the benefits of meditation for stress and anxiety and therefore depression. So sit back once a day, twice a day, for 5, 10, 15 minutes and breathe slowly. Right now, do this. Close your eyes and put your attention on the bottom of your nose as you take a few slow, deep breaths. And then begin to create and sense a feeling of relaxation. Slow it all down. You're breathing. Ah, as you exhale, feel the release of muscular tension. Feel yourself softening like butter on a warm day. And think happy thoughts. Put into your mind a holiday season that is full of happiness and joy with family and friends. And imagine everything being easy. Moderate and balance your expectations of what you're going to do and what needs to be done. And imagine the holidays unrolling, developing, manifesting in an almost casual and joyful, unhurried way. Remembering that it's not the appearance of a prosperous Christmas that makes it a joyful holiday, nor Hanukkah or Solstice or any of what we celebrate. It's the love of family and friends that makes this a rich holiday. And to participate in that exchange, that experience of happiness and joy and love, free from stress and depression and sadness. You must feel the love and give the love. This is a season of giving, not merely appearances, but those thoughts and feelings that really matter with ease and grace, slowly and effectively, even elegantly, better and better. Take a big breath. And as you exhale, ah, open your eyes, wide awake, back in the room, feeling fine, rested, refreshed, better than before. And uh, again, uh, remember to do this often. Ten minutes. We just did five minutes, maybe even four minutes there, but do it often. 
uh, once or twice a day for 10 or 15 minutes will make all the difference in the world. You'll be really amazed at how much better you feel, how much less stress and anxiety you'll experience in your life. I appreciate you being here. I look forward to you joining us, if you can, at the premium training that's coming up in just a couple of minutes. And I hope you have the happiest of holiday seasons. Thanks for being with us this morning again, this afternoon. Aloha from Maui, Hawaii. Be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. And we'll talk to you next week. So long. Merry Christmas, season's greetings, and aloha from Hawaii.